Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman Beyond podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 109, Batman Beyond, Return of the Joker, with Fred Stressing. Hi, pals. This is it. We're at the end of Batman Beyond. Uh, we did it, guys. I'm Al. I'm Maggie. I'm Fred. See? I knew you'd figure it out. Yeah. Easy. You guys are smart. You know what your names are. Yeah. Uh, Fred, you were here again because there's a movie to cover. I guess this is your, your shtick. I mean, I guess if there's a movie with the Joker and Batman, I'm going to be uh-huh. here. I guess that's I what mean, I'm about. <laughs> I think that's all. I mean, of them that's a pretty good thing to be about. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think but that I think, does it. I think that's all we got. Like, I think mm-hmm. at the end of our run, we are doing one more Justice League movie. I think that happens to be part of this canon. But oh God, what is that? Um, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, versus the inf- the 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 Fatal Five the Legion guys. The treacherous yeah, the Fatal Three? Five. Thank uh, you. Yeah. I'm. Yeah gonna look it up right i'm just gonna click right here and uh... you know i lady and big guy <laughs> with brain and the re- i'm not a legion girl i fucking hate the legion, you know actually. The, the exact type of people you could think of taking out the justice league mm-hmm. exactly yes fatal you know. five yeah um this actually does remind me though as i look at, at the list of things we are doing um uh our, our old friend mike x asked me uh hey are we aware that uh darwin cook was involved with a short uh, a Batman Beyond short that they did in uh, 2014. Oh, yeah. And we are. We are actually covering uh, a few shorts in a single mm-hmm. episode. Uh, there there are three canonical shorts we know of. So near the end of the series, we're going to be doing... There's one called The Dark Knight's First Night. Uh, there's, yeah. Cha- there's Chase Me, which was like a backup feature for uh, Mystery of the Batwoman, as I recall. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. And then uh, the Batman Beyond one from 2014. So, And if there's any other canonical ones that they drop between now and then, we'll, we'll review those. But just just so you guys, like anyone who's like, wait a minute, you didn't do all of Batman Beyond. There's that short. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it. Yeah. So, There also is technically the uh, epilogue episode of Justice League, but we'll cover that when mm-hmm. we get to Justice League. So, Yeah. Don't worry. Al's very thorough. <laughs> uh, there's some things. He's a good man. Th- well, <laughs> and thorough. Mm-hmm. All right. You have to say thorough. Come on. Thorough. thorough. <laughs> oh, well, Fred, you have a lot to summarize. Oh, I do. I do. Mm-hmm. This is this is on you, though. I don't feel bad about mm-hmm. this because you said, let me do oh, the movie. I know. So. Oh, I know. I, I've, I've trimmed down certain plot points and cut certain characters that uh, I don't like. So, oh, so this will be a lot so, shorter. <laughs> so this is, the, uh, this is the PG-13 director's cut of your summary? Yeah, exactly. Excellent. <laughs> well, uh, why okay. don't you tell us? Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Mm -hmm. Somehow, the Joker has returned. (sighs) It's night in Neo Gotham, (laughs) and the Jokers are at it again, pulling another classic caper. Bonk, Dee Dee, Chucko, Chumbo, Woof, Ghoul, Zip Zop, and Blipper, the motley (laughs) crew of circusy types, have decided to rob Gotham shipping. Three of those names were fake, but I'm not telling which. (laughs) Zooming around in giant clamps, they grab a big technological doodad and are about to take off when Batman shows up. A fight ensues. Batman is attacked by a hyena man, a Christopher Walken impersonator dressed as a Tim Burton, and (laughs) and twin clowns who kick Terry in the head, repeatedly. Batman quickly bounces back and takes off after the goons. The bad guys get away with only a data chip, and the stolen metal dingus explodes on a sky freeway. Way to go, Terry. (laughs) The next day, Bruce Wayne is in the Batcave, decapitating dummies of his former enemies with a battering, as usual. Still got it, says Bruce, tacitly admitting to murder and explaining why we never see Two-Face in Batman Beyond. (laughs) Terry arrives to talk about the robbery, but Bruce mostly ignores him. Shut up, I'm on TV. The news tells that Bruce is going to return to Wayne Enterprises to run his old company again, and Wayne manager Jordan Price is not happy. Hey, this guy kind of sounds like the Joker. And looks like the Joker. Ah, it's probably nothing. Terry McGinnis then fucks off to the bronze and is sleepy. (laughs) Meanwhile, the Jokers are catching up with their boss too in an abandoned factory. Emerging from the shadows comes the clown prince of crime, that dastardly villain, the Joker. This comes as a huge surprise to everyone who didn't read the title. Joker is angry he didn't, they, didn't, they didn't acquire the tech he needed and makes plans to steal another. He also plots his first public appearance in Neo-Gotham at Wayne Enterprise's upcoming debutante ball. Or whatever it is. Press conference? I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> Joker and his crew crash the party, taunt old man Wayne, and stomp on his begonias. Batman flies up, and the Joker appraises the new kid. Not too impressed, he throws his dog at him. 
Meanwhile, the Joker's goons are taking advantage of the diversion and stealing the tech they failed to get the night before. Joker and his friends then fly away. Frustrated, Terry asks Bruce about the Joker. Bruce tells him to drop it, and also, drop the Batman suit, you're finished. Terry protests, but eventually gives in. Heading back to the nightclub, he's attacked by the Jokers. At the same time, the Pennywise of plots himself, that sinister gooster, <laughs> goofster, the Joker, has broken into the Batcave and is poisoning Bruce Wayne with laughing gas. Man, this guy has like one trick, huh? <laughs> Terry arrives just in time to give Bruce the antidote, and then goes to the only person who will actually answer his questions and pretend to give a damn about him, Barbara Gordon. Excuse me while I have a strange interlude, she says, and immediately begins to have a flashback. It's old Gotham! Tim Drake Robin is patrolling the city when he is kidnapped by Harley Quinn and taken to the abandoned Arkham Asylum. Batman and Batgirl are given a taunting message to meet there, and they do so, only to find the Joker and Harley Quinn living in domestic 1950s bliss in an abandoned mental institution. Is this social commentary about the nuclear family? You decide. <laughs> Joker and Harley turn to Batman and proudly introduce their new son, a Jokerified Tim Drake, warped and turned into a freaky little Joker Jr. in short pants. Batgirl has a fight with Harley, who ends up falling in a big pit that I guess was below Arkham. Joker sits Batman down to watch a bunch of home movies. He shows the transformation from Tim to Joker Jr. and reveals to Batman he knows his secret identity now as billionaire playboy Bruce Wayne. Batman gets angry, and Joker stabs Batman. Joker tells Tim Drake to finish the job on old Bats, but instead, Tim resists and shoots Joker with his own harpoon gun. Joker slumps to the ground, dead. Like, dead dead. Like, we totally buried his body in a shallow grave and told nobody dead, says Barbara. <laughs> Modern day Barbara comes out of her trance and explains Tim got fine eventually. It's all good. 100% trauma free, she declares. Terry is unsure and takes back the Batman suit to investigate. Old Tim Drake is working on, eh, let's say satellites. <laughs> Terry shows up to ask him some questions. They get into a whole thing about how Bruce Wayne is withholding of emotion, what a bad daddy is, and how being Batman is actually totally stupid, right? So Batman leaves to go see what that Jordan Price guy is up to. Turns out Price was helping Joker so that he could take the position of CEO, but Joker has decided he's a loose end and he needs to die. And what better way than with a giant space laser? Yes, Joker has a giant space laser, and he blasts it violently into the ocean to destroy a yacht. <laughs> Terry laments to Bruce he's no closer to solving how the Joker is back before realizing the Robin costume was the most beat up from the Joker's Batcave invasion. And also they piece together that the stolen tech has been made to build a satellite jamming system, which, yes, Joker can use to fire space lasers out of the sky. Space lasers! <laughs> Satellite. Robin. This doesn't sound like anyone we know. Oh wait, old Tim! Terry okay. tracks Joker to his hideout and brings Ace the Bat-Hound, bat as the space laser chases him down in the Batwing. Breaking into the abandoned factory, Terry finds only Tim Drake. Old Tim Drake. It's quickly revealed he's been behind the whole plot, or rather, that mirth-maker of murder, the Joker has been, <laughs> controlling Tim's actions through a microchip on the back of his neck. Oh, and also the microchip makes him transform into the Joker and gives him super strength, and, and he's got the power of ten Jokers, and, and my dad told me so. <laughs> Joker then electrocutes Ace the Bat-Hound, which is probably the most evil thing he does in the entire series. Poor Ace, I hope you're okay, buddy. Joker and Batman fight, and Batman gets the beam to redirect towards their location. Locked inside with the Joker, the only thing left to do is taunt him. Unable to take the mockery of Batman, Joker goes wild and gets sloppy. Terry takes him down and uses his own joy buzzer to zap the chip on the back of his neck, which promptly turns him back to old Tim Drake. I'm still not sure how this, this chip works, but it, it, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Escaping with Ace and an unjokerized Tim Drake, Terry flies out of there just as the laser destroys its own control center. Soon after, at the hospital, Tim Drake is recovering, and Terry reintroduces himself. They share a nice moment, and then Bruce Wayne shows up, the man who hasn't talked to Tim Drake in years, and gives a little comfort to Terry McGinnis at the same time. He shows that even the cold Bruce Wayne can overcome, I don't know, something or other. I don't know, he still seems like a grumpy old bastard to me. <laughs> Triumphant music plays as everything wraps itself up. Batman flies around the city, secure in the knowledge that Bruce Wayne thinks he's sort of okay now. The day is saved! Except for the miles of Gotham torn up by a devastating space weapon. But shh, don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Joker Jr., or uh, the kids could call him Joju, would you say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, uh, I'll get back to you on that one. Love this movie. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. So good. So, so mm -hmm. good. This is fantastic. And it's gorgeous, too. Like, the animation in this is yeah. so good. They definitely had a movie budget. Like, the show did the best they could with the resources mm -hmm. that they had, but this was yeah. definitely next level. No, when I started watching this, I'm like, oh, wow, I forgot how much of a step up this is from the series. Yeah, There are some it's bits, I don't think I even put them in my notes, but there's some bits that I love, like, all of the fight choreography feels like just a natural step up to the point where mm -hmm. I'm, because sometimes you'll have an action scene in these and be like, eh, you know, it's just a fight. But that's, everything that's in this... usually my reaction, yes. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. 
But most of these are gorgeous and really just yeah. well choreographed and executed. No. I want to call out that opening bit in particular where the mm. where the mm. gang is stealing the, uh, yes. the the stuff. It's just like it's such good. I always call this out because I look more at the writing, obviously, because mm. that's more what I do, and and I notice that kind of thing, like economy of writing, like the mm. the the fact that you're in the Batman Beyond world and you see, oh, okay, this is high tech. Like this is not the regular bat you know like the, the batman the gotham that we know it's it's in the future if you've never seen this before you get it immediately yeah. you get what the stakes are it's but it's also bigger than what we usually see like in terms of these big heavy vehicles and like mm -hmm. over the city dropping stuff on people mm -hmm. and just and and the actual choreography like you say is just yeah. it, it's it's just such a great sequence yeah. yeah there's a there's a fluidity to like the characters mm -hmm. that i noticed like yep. the the fight with the uh the the fight between harley and batgirl in the middle Ugh. um it gets almost cartoony with like how they're moving and it it just makes it look so good and one of the tricks they do with the joker and harley is they'll do that cartoony thing and then mm -hmm. they'll switch it up and suddenly something really real and violent or, or dramatic happens yep. yeah. and it cuz it catches you off guard cuz you're like oh he's she's going for the clown hammer haha ha. oh she mm -hmm. just fell to her death oh shit yep i assume she fell into the reservoir that's underneath arkham asylum yeah, well yeah the 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 uh the town's the city's water supply is there they've that's canon yeah. they said that before yeah. <sighs> so good yeah. though yeah, really good. We never found her body. We didn't look too hard, though. No, we we got we knew where the important one was. Mm -hmm. There's also, a bit too. Oh, sorry. Oh no, please. Oh, I was gonna say there's a bit too in the animation when uh, they're doing the big reveal of what Joker did to Tim, and he, and mm -hmm. and then then the big reveal of like, oh, you're just you know, like you're Bruce Wayne, the guy crying for his mommy and daddy, oh, and they do God. that reveal. They do that shot with a flickering light. And they spin oh, yeah. around him like that little like 180 shot. It's so good. That it's, mm -hmm. and it's it doesn't take like it's not super complicated because he's just standing still, but it's mm -hmm. so effective. No, you don't have to pull out the dramatic, expensive, complicated shots necessarily mm -hmm. to get to like that's what this team has always been about yeah. is like simple character designs that get the characters across, simple cinematic mm -hmm. techniques that really, you know, gut punch you. Like they're so good at that. Yeah, and that moment in particular, I, I, I might be not giving Bruce enough credit, but mm. it feels like that's what got him. The bit about his parents mm -hmm. is what got oh, him. Yeah. That's it. You're gonna die. Not you have completely ruined a child's life. Yeah. But you talk shit about my mommy and daddy. I'm bat. I'm Batman. I ruined a child's life every day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it does definitely feel like that's the final thing that pushes him over the edge. Like, yep. You know, goes and he goes and he goes crazy, and it's also nice to see uh, this Batman go like crazy with rage too. Oh yeah, he's and usually fairly controlled in the show. Yeah, I mean the Joker's the, like we know this from the yeah. comics too, but the Joker's the one that can push his buttons that can right. that can make him lose all that control that he has. Yeah. But this between the thing that he's done and then knowing his secret, this is just too much. You know, I love that. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's pretty phenomenal. All right. Well, let's let's get into some good things, Maggie. What do you got? Uh, okay, so um, if you've listened to this show, you know that I occasionally hint at how things don't exactly turn out great for our pal, little Tim Drake. Mm -hmm. Um, so let me put it this way: uh, Digionary Director Snack Zyder wishes <laughs> that he could make a movie half as utterly brutal as the ten-minute flashback sequence in this movie is. This is without a doubt the most horrifyingly chilling thing the Joker has ever done in the animated universe. And I would like to point out that this movie actually includes him shooting Henry Rollins to death. Mm -hmm. Like, the whole bit, the reveal is terrifying. Tim is utterly terrifying. The broken laugh from him is horrible. The crying is even worse. Remembering that Tim is, like, what, 13 in this? And then Joker shows him a, like, the video or, or the, fil the film of what he did. And it's like a fucking snuff film. Yeah. Yep. Well, I was going to say, watching it, it's, it's, we're having this sci-fi adventure superhero romp. And in the middle of it is a legitimate 10-minute horror movie. Mm -hmm. yep. Like, yeah. it's a horror movie about these people who stole a child. No, and it feels it's like they really, yeah. they really use the fact that they have a movie and they can, mm -hmm. they, which then has a rating, which then means they can, yeah. they can do harder stuff, right? Yeah. To their full advantage, like the Joker, as far as I can remember, never actually killed anyone before. 
And then I mean, they had to hint at it. Right. I, we knew that. We always sort of mm-hmm. called it out and said, yeah, but we know what happened. Yeah. But they straight up, like you said, the first thing we see him do is is shoot a, a henchman in the chest and he's dead. Yeah. That guy is dead. No, they, they like check his pulse and drag his corpse away. Like they make right. it very clear he died. Well, and then they, they even have Joker say, yeah, let's see what this guy thinks. Oh, right. I killed yeah, him. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> dead. Never mind. Yep. Oh, right. Just but, but then it's... I just want to be very clear on this. This guy, who used to be alive, is now not alive anymore. But and I did it. I feel like that's a that's a trick in a way, because you as the audience are like, oh, they're escalating things. Joker can kill people now. And that's the mm-hmm. worst I'm gonna see in this. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, sweetie. Yeah. yeah. The worst part is he left him alive. Yeah, exactly. The killing is <laughs> is just a almost a misdirect, you know what I mean? Because you uh-huh. th- oh, that's why the PG thirteen. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. So good. Thirteen. Yep. Thirteen-year-old can handle that. Shot a guy in the chest. Yep. With a flag. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Tim murdered the Joker. Jesus. Good job, little Timmy. Mm-hmm. I love that whole sequence so much. It's, it's very good. And it, it also, it, it does a great job. Like, this, Batman Beyond always did a good job of, of letting us remember, oh, yeah, this is a continuation of the other one. But this is mm-hmm. the first time yeah. we did a straight-up flashback where it's like, oh, we're watching the old show for a minute. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think since, uh, like, the opening of uh, Beyond, we see the last uh, Batman mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even that is, like, Bruce is a bit older. Like, that's sort of an in-between mm-hmm. time. So this yeah. is, you know, straight up, like, oh, yeah, this is that show. Remember these guys? Here's uh, yeah. here's Happy Barbara and uh, oh, Happy Tim. The, and, the uh... opening of that sequence is Tim with full on hands on hips. Ha ha! Like yep. I'm a hero. The music going da 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 da. Like it's the most over the top in the best possible way. Oh yeah. Oh, it's yep. all very Robin Hood. Light hurt, light hearted superhero. I love my job. This is great. Mm-hmm. It's such a good bait and switch for what's about to happen to him. Yep, and then Harley caves his skull in with a mallet. Uh-huh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So good. And then they kept him for three weeks, I remember. Right. I thought about that a lot when I used to watch this show when I was, like, in my 20s. Just like, God, they kept him for three weeks. Just imagine <laughs> how how much worse Batman got during that time. Mm-hmm. Now, Roughing. on the other hand, on the other hand, Batman's first thought wasn't, I should check Arkham Asylum. <laughs> well, Arkham, Arkham is gone. Like, this is the ruins of Arkham. Oh, yeah, and who likes hanging out with ruins? Nobody, you know. Oh, wait, the Joker. No, my point is there's ruins of so many things around the check. Like, there's only so many hours in a day. You're not wrong. In my defense, I did check every abandoned amusement park, candy factory, toy store. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And listen, this is Gotham City. There's a lot of those. Playing card factory, don't forget that. Playing card factory, I swung by Ace and Axis Chemicals. Do you think? Do you think Joker had like a side gig running places out of business just so he could have their like storefronts <laughs> later? Absolutely. You know, sold them a bunch of uh, mo- <laughs> sold them too many of those. Uh, Look, red, this won't uh, yeah. this won't work as a headquarters if you're still open. I need it to be dilapidated. <laughs> no. The real most evil thing the Joker ever did was become a landlord. <laughs> oh God! I'm going to need you to I'm buy these red coolers. And lots of them. Ah, <laughs> oh, that is a deep cut. Very good. Uh, <laughs> that is a Sopranos reference that only That's people <laughs> rewatching the Sopranos will get. That's true too. Fred, just a quick side note: you did notice through the rest of the series those red coolers. Yes. Pop. I, okay. I sure did. <laughs> Very good. Uh, what was your good thing about this? My good thing. So my good thing is uh, always nice to hear from a Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, this is maybe for me the peak Hamill performance of Joker. He's, he's not doing the early Tim Curry thing. His mm-hmm. voice has, like, really been given the room to have more edge to it in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for good reason. Uh, and it's just it's just so good. I know it's, like, easy to be like, oh, Hamill's the best. But it, he's he's really, really good in this. Mm-hmm. I well, love Hamill, him. Hamill was the Joker for, oh, I don't yeah. know, 20 years or something. So to say mm-hmm. this is his best performance, you're not just singing his praises. Oh, you're no. Saying, of, yeah. of already great performances, this is the best oh, one. Absolutely, is what you're saying. So, absolutely, yeah. that's it. Yeah, it's it's just that perfect. It's that weird perfect thing that the show always did of melding like the very melding very light cartoony stuff with also like very heavier serious stuff mm-hmm. that makes it the show I love. You know, whereas you get it like later on in the Arkham stuff, sometimes it's a little too little too grim and also he's i mean he, he's you know much less young in that and he sounds kind of like haggard and a little tired and yeah. i don't think it's bad I mean, you know 
No, no, but voice I, actors. I mean, that's the character for that Joker. Yeah, I think. yeah, like yeah. that's an old Joker. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, but no, this is just this one did right. not get old because he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, and on top of that, I really, really love the tweak design they did that sort of mm-hmm. melds the Animaniac Joker eyes with uh, the original design. So you know, if there's uh, a reason sorry, they bring it back later. I don't know that we've talked about the Animaniac. Like, let's. Uh, hmm. What do you mean by that? Oh, I mean the um. So in the redesign. Talking about the new Batman adventures. Right. He's got the mm. little shark eyes. The little, the like, dot, dot, the eyes. dot eyes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, the, okay, I got you. Yeah, which look kind of like the Animaniac eyes to me. No, <laughs> no I get it completely. I just, yeah, I, I yeah. don't think I'd heard it called that before. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's just um, sort of, it. I always thought, I love that Joker. Love that Joker. Love that Joker. I feel like it, <laughs> I feel like that um, always limited his expression more than I wanted. Mm. And mm-hmm. this is yeah. like that really good middle ground with the sharpened, tightened up designs. And, like, giving him a full range of, like, emotion and expression. But he's also got his red lips, which, if you listen to the commentaries mm-hmm. when Joker comes back in Justice League, yeah. the, the, those guys are just kicking themselves the whole time. It's like, why did we take away his red lips? Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's also got red eyes, which yeah. I, I think really, is new. I really like the red eyes in this, and I feel like I shouldn't, but, like, yeah. they're, they're really cool. They are. <laughs> yep. Well, and like you said, Maggie, like the, Zack Snyder keeps trying to do this. I think mm. the problem with that is he wants to make a whole movie that's just Edge. He wants yeah. to give the Joker red eyes the whole time and have mm. the Tim torture scene be the whole movie. And it doesn't work like that. You have to have the light stuff for it to work. I mean, it works exactly. so much better because there's an entire TV series setting up like also that, that ending. Yeah. You also know? that, yes. Like there, there is so much weight behind that sequence to just like... Yeah. You know, all all of the, all of those great adventures that you spent like the last how long have we been working on this? Two years, like watching, mm-hmm. and this is how it ends in the most horrifying way possible. Well, right. and we know how it ended for Bruce as well because we found that out in the, yeah. in the pilot. Like that was another mm-hmm. kick to him. It's like yep. okay, I'll do it alone. Oh fuck, I can't do it alone anymore either. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my good thing. Yes. The 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 third act, the last the last bit, the last the way Terry defeats him. Stands out to me as one of the all-time great DC animated universe movies, like uh, moments to me. Like at mm-hmm. the end of this whole effort, when we say what are the top five things that happened, that will be one of them for me because the Joker is precisely calibrated to be the perfect enemy for Bruce Wayne. Like yeah. he is, like he's funny and light and also terrifying, but Bruce just it bothers him because it's chaotic and he can't predict yeah. it and all that. And Terry's just like, oh. You like to talk, so do I. And he, I, I love that line just so much. Th- that whole th- that whole sequence that follows, where he's just taunting him, oh, mm-hmm. and it and the Joker just flies into a rage. It's like, shut up, shut up. And he's like, no, no, you're pathetic. Are you kidding? You're funny, really? You a clown? <laughs> it's just, it well, deflates everything about him, and it, it also is very true to Terry's character. I think, and mm-hmm. it 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 shows that. Yeah, of course the Joker is terrifying to Bruce, but Terry's a completely different person, and that shit don't work on yeah. him. It's yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, and I also I really love again, like I've talked about this before, but I love this version of the Joker as a bully. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like he just like oh he can't actually take any of it. Well, we called this out in his first like three or four appearances where his entire plot was terrorizing some poor Gotham rando. Yeah, for no reason. That cut him off in traffic or, or wouldn't give him a patent application or something. Like, that was that was the plot of several episodes. And they were all good episodes. But that's his deal. Look forward to my upcoming Netflix special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that hits a little... I, pun- I punch so down. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> Listen, I'm just telling it like it is, you guys. But then, following that metaphor, Terry's like a mm-hmm. Gen Z kid who's like, people thought you were funny? Ever? You're just kind of a douche. Hey, yo, he's watch, like me, a... Uh, watch me beat up the uh, Joker on his TikTok, yo. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what kids do. No, I have no idea. But I like I like the idea of him being like the 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 hip young kid who looks back yep. at the previous generation of comedy yeah. and says that's that's not funny. Oh no! It turns out you just sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't suck. Uh, no, you kind of did. But it's you know I made the I made the Chappelle show. <sighs> <laughs> We've uh, we've called out this this Batman's like obvious uh, parallels to Spider Man a lot, and mm-hmm. his the fact that he tells bad jokes the whole time, and like I love it's ba- what this is basically saying is 
Spider-Man would not have nearly as hard a time fighting the Joker as as Batman does. Yeah. Because he would just give it to him right back. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I just yeah, I really yeah. enjoy that. <laughs> Shut up. Stop talking. I can't land any jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you never did anyway. Don't worry about it. Ah, <laughs> this guy sucks. <laughs> Get off the stage. <laughs> Boo. Uh-huh. Oh, so good. All right. Well, I suppose we should get in some bad things if we manage to find any. Oh, God. Fred, I was scraping the bottom of the barrel for this. Same. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Fred, Fred, what'd you come up with? All right, let me see. Let me, let me scroll to find it. Um, my bad thing. Scrolling up cinemas. Um, <laughs> fing- my nuts. Fingle didn't, fingle didn't top. Um, so, for how good this movie is, uh, a real flaw in it for me is how little any of it feels like it really relates to Terry McGinnis. Like, it feels like an epilogue emotionally for Bruce, Barbara, and Tim, kind of. And, I mean, just bits of Terry's arc in here, his past, why he wants to be Batman and believes in it. But it feels fairly inconsequential in story, uh, the way the movie lays it out. Um, It just sort of feels detached from the conflict with the Joker specifically than he should for something of this scale. And it's kind of the entire reason the movie doesn't live up to something like Phantasm for me. Uh, But understand, this movie still fucking rocks. See, I don't know that I agree with you. Only because, like, they could have called it out textually. I agree with mm-hmm. you there. But I think, for one thing, the thing I pointed out about Terry was the only person who could win that fight. Terry, yeah. of all the, like, Bat legacy superheroes who showed mm-hmm. up except Dick, because he's off doing whatever Dick does. Don't worry about um, it. Video games. <laughs> but, but Bruce says, right in front of the other two, good job, you stopped the Joker. And the other two are, are behind a closed door, but you know they heard him. And mm-hmm. they just go, oh... like he's the only one who could do that of all these other guys and yeah there's a there's a moment that i never put together until this time of Mm. when he uh when bruce gets attacked in the back cave and terry comes back to find him there and he comes down past all this this ha 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 graffiti to Mm. find a body it's exactly the same as when he finds the body of his dad in the beginning of the series only Bruce isn't oh, yeah. completely dead. And it like it really and again, they could have called it out. They could have said, mm-hmm. I was so scared it was like when my dad almost died, or when my dad died, or you know, they could have said it, but, yeah. but you know, something like mm-hmm. that. You you have to connect that dot, and none of us did that. I was the only one who did it now after seeing this movie ten times. Yeah. Like it's not obvious. Yeah. Um No, as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh God, that's oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. No, I but like I say, I never caught it before. Yeah. It's but there are little things like that yeah. between, like I say, he's the only one who could beat the Joker, and yeah. it it does it does. So I don't know. It is kind of yeah. about him. I, you're right. I, you're right I, that I, he kind of takes my, second my, billing, but that's kind of the thing. Is I, I, you're, you're you're definitely right about all, all of that. It just sort of feels like to me he, he doesn't have as strong of an emotional arc that we follow. He just kind of mm-hmm. feels like, well, I'm doing this because I'm Batman, so here, no, here I go he... for a lot of it. There are those moments, though, for sure. No, but, but... plot-wise, plot, plot wise, you're right. He mm-hmm. just kind of goes to the next thing. Like, yeah. It's never his emotions that are driving what happens next. It's always like he is just reacting to other people. It's mm-hmm. it's There's a bit in it, the bit where, where Bruce is trying to keep him safe and trying not to let anybody else get hurt. And he's like, yeah, give up the Batman thing. Give me mm-hmm. the suit. And he gives up the suit for like a minute. <laughs> and it's, it's just... Well... And it's not that we expected or even want him to have that whole thing, mm. that whole that whole storyline focused on that. But it's just, it's so brief as to be like, why didn't you just tell him to like, I don't know, take a week off instead or something? No, I see. I I was expecting the next half hour to be him not being Batman because some other stories like this do that. Yeah. And, and it's really just, he finally has a moment to spend with Dana and yeah. then it's ruined immediately. And like, I kind of like yeah. that they kept things moving there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I get what you're saying. Uh, we do get a good moment of him at home with, uh, uh, thankfully, little little Maddie McGinnis is still an absolute bastard. <laughs> that bit's so fucking that's, good. That's been a consistent uh, point of delight for us throughout this series. <laughs> Who's this guy? Uh-huh. Mom, there's a stranger in our house. I do, like how, I do like how nobody uh-huh. seems happy at all that he's there. No, they've gotten uh-huh. used to this. <laughs> yeah. This is... Turns out we kind of like that you're not around all the time. Yep. And and you're right. Showing his family is basically just to say later. Oh yeah. The Joker has somebody to kill, but like it still was a nice I, little moment. I don't think I know. don't think it's bad. It's just the thing where I'm like, oh, that's that's why they're here. <laughs> yeah. No, you're you're not wrong. It's good. Uh, also, I mean Dana too. Um, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys noticed, Dana looked particularly good in all the like the the uh, the dance club sequences. Like, oh yeah, I I will say it didn't feel like gross and exploitive, but they definitely put a lot more effort into making her look pretty. Not not like mm-hmm. not like gross fuckable, but like just pretty. Yeah. And, like there's just like the little hair flip, like the the one little strand of hair, and like the mm-hmm. shadows on her, and those the fuck the awesome there's, lighting in those club of, scenes. There's a lot of that little, whole sequence. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of little subtle moves and like conversation in yeah. that scene too, where they're just like little nudges and like little like just like little gestures in that scene that they yeah. that they animated. That I'm like, oh, this is this is very good. This is not TV show. This is this is definitely movie style. But it's like yeah. they put a lot of effort into the fight chore you know, choreography mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. But they also like it feels like oh, one animator's ones. yeah, but one animator's job was just to make his girlfriend look prettier, and it mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. really came across. Um, but I I I loved the club like the the colors like the just washing everything in like all yeah. green and then all orange and then like ah oh, that well, was so cool oh and i was thinking about it too it's like you guys finally nailed the making everybody one color in a scene lighting <laughs> instead of just dressing the same yeah that is a weird thing where we'd see like a train open up downtown and everyone would be wearing purple yeah like a giant crowd was... of 20 people all wearing mm-hmm. the same color yeah bizarre yep uh, Maggie, what was your bad thing? Uh, this isn't so much bad as it is confusing. I have never understood why there's one guy in the Jokers who's just a scarecrow. <laughs> like, were the scarecrows full up and he had to join his fallback gang? <laughs> like, I was watching last night and Mal sort of walked by and was like, is that the scarecrow? I'm like, not really. She's like, oh yeah, because it's like the, the new scarecrow, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, still no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and on top of all of that, why is he Christopher Walken? Again, I'm not mad. I'm just confused. I, okay. I can definitely address the second part from from experience that you and I have had. Mm-hmm. You and I is that it it's fun to do a Christopher Walken. I, it's fun to do an impression in general. Like what I'm saying mm-hmm. is, as 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 a voice actor who does a lot of different voices, which we did a lot of when we had a sketch show. We're not doing quite so many these days, but sure. when we were doing comedy sketches, like every couple of weeks, we had we did a lot of voices, and mm-hmm. you run out of them after a while. And Michael Rosenbaum has shown up. 10 times now as 10 different guys yep. he's probably starting to run out of voices so he's like i don't know what about my walking impression and they're like yes I yes do, do that real good Im- i do a real good impression of uh chip shrek yeah. <laughs> Bruce yep, Wayne. Dad. no excuse me that's max shrek trip chip shrek is the is the kid yeah, right. Chip yeah. Shrek is his son who does a bad impression of Christopher Walken. Oh, does he? Walken. I'm sorry. Yeah. He sure does. Didn't mean to question your, uh, your your Batman Returns knowledge. I should never have done that. I apologize. Dad, I gotta save you from Batman. <laughs> Bruce Wayne, what are you doing dressed as Batman? <laughs> See, I, but I, I I liked that, and I I don't know. Like I One of my notes actually says, I kind of like that we don't know. Everyone's just got a weird comic book deal. Like, what was the deal with Dee Dee? Yep. Was... Is Dee Dee one person split into two? Because mm-hmm. there's only one name for two of them. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. I kind of called Dee Dee. I don't know. So Harley's uh, daughter or son, Grand had yeah. had twins that mm-hmm. was and they were so dumb they just gave them the same name. Oh, I think they call them yep. something at the end. They both have like no, they have actual names. They have, it's like Denise oh, and D something else. Okay, yeah, it's Denise and Deanna. That's or it. Something. So it's ah. Dee Dee. Okay. Okay, so they are just just two girls then okay yeah but i kind of like when you first see them it's like i don't know maybe they're like clones or like weird Mm -hmm. duplicate energy duplicates or who the fuck knows i I want to talk about the yeah i want to talk about the dude who dressed like a prospector that just woke up like what's that guy's story (laughs) bonk right yeah i i just like that we don't we don't hear that like it's i don't know comic book shit who cares there's a guy who looks like a scarecrow shut up let's move on yeah i I actually really like these. Like, yeah. if you're going to take, like, a group of Jokers and make them, like, the Joker's main henchmen, mm. like, these guys are all great. No, in fact, these yeah. this is the exact group that will come back in the just uh, the JLU time travel episode. Oh. Yeah, that's because I, th- that must... I think they realized, yeah, this is this is the group. Yeah. That must be why I thought that they were, like, reoccurring. Because when I saw this the first time, I just assumed that they were, like, guys who showed up regularly. I think yeah. they, they will in something that hasn't been produced yet, but, but yeah. yes. Because um, most of the other Jokers dress more like the Joker and Harley, and right. then, and it's just a bunch well, of a bunch of randos. But we've well, it like Go ahead. it feels like a real escalation. Like like the Jokers do like a bunch of crap, but like they still feel like street punk assholes. Mm. You know, like they're not good at like 
like you've got like the the teenagers and then you've got like the actual gang and then you've got these guys who are actually good enough that like the joker would let them work for yeah i feel like the joker looked at the state of the gang and said okay these are the best ones these are the ones i won't be embarrassed to have working for me the, it never pops up in this episode, but uh, the Joker definitely killed that kid who is who uh, just dresses exactly like the Joker and has like the weird face paint around. Uh, his oh mouth. yeah, the one Bruce Tim yeah, did yeah. the voice for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Screw you, Bruce Tim. Where are my red lips? Nice jacket, asshole. <laughs> I like the idea of him getting all these people together, and then being like, "Now where do I get a hyena, man?" Mm. Ooh, <laughs> splicing exists now. Good. That's true. Good. Perfect. Frank motherfucking Welker, by the way. Yes. Yes. Mm. It takes a lot, but I'm just going to say, that's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, getting back to the, uh, well, you say he looks like a prospector. I thought what it looked like was a gang of jokers and their friend Metamorpho from. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, he looks like he's wearing the, the, the red, <laughs> the red uh, long underwear and then like yeah, a, a single strap overall. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, is that the, right. the Marty McFly underwear? Tom Sarnet. Dagnabbit. I really liked the uh, hover forklifts. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I, that's those are very that's cool. it. <laughs> that's my only note there. I just the, hover, like the hover clamps. Yeah. No, because I kept thinking, uh, try to kill me with a forklift. <laughs> Olay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I and back to the the scarecrow guy. Um, I like that his weapon of choice is a plastic Halloween pumpkin. Yep. That you use to put your candy in when you're trick or treating. If it helps, I filled it with cement. Uh-huh. He, he, yeah, he did break a window with that thing somehow. It's, it's, yeah. it's very heavy. On a mm-hmm. boat. Ah, gotta move the action to a yacht at some point. That's one of the oh, of course. That's one of the five, like, third act settings of uh, mm-hmm. of any DC animated show for some reason. Well, while we're on that, what'd you guys think of the uh, the red herring of uh, Jordan? What's his face? I really like that. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really good. I, it's, I think the thing about it is, having seen this too many times i'm like that's not him (laughs) why are we doing this but but yeah it's a really well done red herring but it's it's also the exact trick they did in uh the mr freeze episode Mm, that is true where you thought uh the bad guy uh god i can't remember exactly what happened but wasn't it even mark hamill oh yeah 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 no i think yeah mark hamill was in that one yeah no you know what never mind I'm remembering wrong. I'm remembering wrong. It wasn't a red herring there. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I yeah, feel I like they just in that. I, I feel like they've done this trick before, but either way, it was still good because especially when you realize, oh, he had a complete motive to do this. Yep. He's yeah. pretending to be the Joker to get like Bruce, you know, to scare Bruce, who mm-hmm. remembers the Joker. Yeah. Like away from his company. That makes sense. Yeah. Also, and giving him Mark Hamill's voice, like, yeah. doing a, yes, I am a regular man mm-hmm. who talks regularly. Like, that's a cool thing you can only sort of do with animation. Yep. Oh, just, there's that bit when, this I put this in my notes, there's this bit when uh, he's on the yacht, and he's he's approaching some woman he thinks is Dee Dee, or he doesn't know is Dee Dee, and he mm-hmm. starts talking in a seductive voice, but it sounds like Mark Hamill doing a Casey Kasem, but, like, sounds seductive, <laughs> where he's like, well, well, now we're here with you. I'm excited to... <laughs> Excited to finally Wait a have minute. a drink. <laughs> I thought there was is, uh, I thought there was one of you here, but there's two. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Goddamn dead Joker. But there's also there's also a, uh, a a clear like, and they don't say it, but it's very clear. These kids are probably sixteen or something. Oh yeah. And there's a moment where he's like, "Oh shit, somebody's setting me up for something <laughs> real bad here." Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Which you know, You're in a lot of trouble, Jordan, could absolutely happen. Like you, you put a you put a young girl in his bed. You take a couple of pictures. That's it. You're done. Yep. Like it doesn't go anywhere super gross, but it's still not fun. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why they hired Eddie Valiant. Beyond. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I like to play patty cake, DD. So do I, DD. <laughs> uh, my bad thing. Well, actually, my bad thing uh, ended up not being uh, uh, valid because uh, mm-hmm. my question was where the fuck was Max in all of this? And Fred reminded me uh, this was made like between seasons one and two of the show. So yeah. mm-hmm. Max didn't exist yet. So I, all right. And you can tell because there's a whole bit about Bruce trying to get his company back, which was very much the focus of season one. And they just kind of dropped that after that. Mm-hmm. And it's because I guess canonically this is this happened between seasons one and two is my guess. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say the credit sequence, which oh. was... Incredibly oh. generic. Like after that, what was that? 
after that fantastic action sequence we raved about, mm-hmm. you have like three minutes of credits on black with uh-huh. I like a lot of the music in this show, but I did not care for this this meatly. Oh, guess what? Music. I also didn't. So, oh, yeah. we finally agree. That's two. I think we've we've yeah. done. We almost never Wee-ow. agree on on the music. Usually, when she loves it, I hate it, and vice versa. But mm-hmm. yeah, in this case, not a good. And again, just names on black for three minutes like yeah. it really deflated like the all yeah. the momentum they built up is just like okay is this ever gonna end also not even really um, necessary i don't know how many movies typically have a cold open yeah yeah which i mean that's what that was no and a lot of these animated movies or at least the the ones based on series i think they sort of knew they would be chopped up and aired as episodes so maybe yeah, the pacing true. has mm-hmm. something to do with that but even still you couldn't just run those credits over that opening sequence yeah, exactly. Right. My note here is, what is this sexy music? Is this the Red Shoe Diaries? <laughs> oh, it's the Red Shoe Diaries Beyond. <laughs> you got uh, Cyborg David Duchovny. Uh-huh. I'm still alive. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, let's oh, there was see. a lot of Ace in this one. Like, a, like oh, in a was. good way. They, they did not, yeah. th- these guys did not uh, shy away from one of the best things about this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he spends a little bit of time, like he gets he gets hurt by the Joker, and then he spends some time convalescing, watching an old Bugs Bunny cartoon that they just plopped yep. in the episode, mm-hmm. which I thought was great. I just picture the gang going, "Is that Bruce Wayne's dog?" <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Well, he's not wearing a mask, so I have I have lots of dogs. It wasn't. I don't uh, think it was the gang, though. I think it was just uh, the Joker, because the yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right. Because the gang was at the club fucking with Terry mm-hmm. while this mm-hmm. was happening. Yeah, yeah, you do hear that really upsetting like yelp, and you're like, oh, oh, oh god, yeah. oh, no, what has happened? Yeah, Ace, no. Welker will break your heart. He's yeah, he I can know. make the noise of an animal, but the point is, he can act as an animal. Yeah, oh, it's really, ah. it's really something. And then yep. he gets electrocuted at the end, and then he wants out of the out of the place. I'm like, let him out. Well, I think yeah, let I, that poor guy out. Honestly, they show him getting up after that, or they or yeah. they they show that he's okay. And I know you need to do that on a kid show, but also. Uh, and Fred, you might not have uh, recently seen this episode, mm. but we got his backstory not too long ago, uh, where he was tortured to fight in a dog ring. Oh, and I yeah, feel like yeah. that shock—that shock probably hurt him, but he's mm. probably been hurt worse in that whole ordeal, and he, and he mm. just shook it off. He's like, "Well, you know, fuck you, <laughs> I can take yeah. it." I do. I do really love that they took this weird, obscure 1950s Batman character, and they're yep. like, "Put him in the future." He's a future yep, dog yep. now. It's great. Yep, it's really it's great. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it will not be campy in the least. It will be the most hardcore character on this show. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> With a tragic backstory and everything. And then they make they give it an extra tragic twist when you find out in JLU where the name came from. And you're like, oh, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. I see that one. I don't remember. There's there's a bit where uh, it's, it's actually the Batman Beyond uh, epilogue episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. that ties all this together. We see Ace from the um, uh, Royal oh, Flush Gang. Oh yes, right. Okay. Who is yeah, a little yeah. girl? Who? Yeah, it's yeah. been years since I've seen those, but yeah, yeah, that's it. No, and I they're good. Wow. I don't think they say that out loud this even, but great. it's it's kind of obvious that he named the dog after her as like a, a mm. tribute to her, which is very good. Uh, Maggie, you probably won't get this one. This is just for Fred. But uh, at one mm. point, uh, uh, Terry gets there and discovers Bruce and needs to call an ambulance. <laughs> Ambumblance? Ambumblance. Maggie, watch Ambum- the new kids in the hall. It's great. Trust me. All right. Trust me. It's very good. All right. It's very funny. Ambumblance. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, there was a nice nod to Leslie Tompkins, who ended up uh, yeah. getting yep. getting Tim sane again. So that was good. Mm-hmm. Like hearing that. There are. Uh, there's a bit where Babs interviews two sex workers, and one of them is Black Canary. Oh, I didn't catch that. Oh. Just flat out D- JLU Black Canary. I didn't Why catch not? that either. Huh. Well. Yep. Why not? I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this is also, I think, the second time we've seen Joker do, at least in, in terms of, uh, they might have done it more in the series, but I know they did it in the movies the twice, where he's like, oh, yeah, so what I do when I hide out is I pretend to have a moment of 1950s domestic bliss. Uh-huh. Well, it's and very it's, much like that moment of, in Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. But it's it both times very different, both times very good. <laughs> well, this time he's got Harley with him, so that, yes. that changes the dynamic. Also, I love that he built a, uh, a, a, a like a, a living room from the 50s, but it's not yes. a real living room. It's a sitcom set living room. Yes. Yep. 
Yes. I I mean, it's the Joker. He's nothing if not committed to the bit. Right. You know? So, like, are we doing, like, a house or something? No, obviously not. We're doing, we're doing a sitcom house. We're doing, doing three quarters of a house. Yeah. It's gonna look. It's gonna look amazing when he comes in. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do the big reveal. You're gonna be over. Here. Okay, everybody places. No, and and we talked about this a little before we started. The idea that because the Joker has two big sort of like uh, PowerPoint presentations in this one mm-hmm. that I imagine he agonized over to get exactly right oh, so that yeah. Batman can. And it just makes me think he must be like fucking Stanley Kubrick with this stuff. Like it's got every shot's got to be perfect. Every like to Listen. to get the point across to Batman, it's just got to be exactly right. But I also love Listen, the idea. There's, there's... Oh, I also love the idea that anything you produce just comes out like a student film anyway. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because he's a he's a stand up comedian who fell in some acid. He's not like he's not a director. He doesn't. He never went to film school. He doesn't mm-hmm. know what he's doing. <laughs> Look, there's absolutely no scene that can't be improved by traumatizing Shelley Duvall. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get Shelley Duvall? Oh, we can't. Tim Drake? That'll do. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> behold my behold my greatest warrior ever, Batman. Shelly Duvall in clown makeup. <laughs> oh. Uh oh, I getting back to Jordan Price for a second. Mm. Um I like I this is just my headcanon, but uh, uh Terry recorded his conversation with the Jokers. And said, uh, and and uh, and they almost got caught, the bunglers. And then <laughs> Terry's like, "I could play this for the police." And I just imagine him saying, "Please, please don't let the cops hear me say bunglers." <laughs> I don't want them to know how bungled this caper was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, going back to the to the various jokers and their different uh, aesthetics, I really like body positive fat Joker in pink tights. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's good. Uh, yeah, Lechuko, I think. I, I think that's yeah, him, someone, yeah. Probably something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. He's just a lot of fun. A, just a just a real big dude that they, mm-hmm. they didn't shy away from him being a big dude who wears pink tights and uh mm-hmm. that's his deal. And it's it's a yeah, really it's simple design. But yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, perfect. Yeah. Well he's also got one of those like classic bank robber robbery clown masks that just never comes off, and I like that too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, the jokers are pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Joker, Joker's, excuse me, Joker is. With a, Z, with a Z, Z, Z or a, or a Z, as Maggie would say. Oh. I would say it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an outstanding read uh, near the end where the, the uh, uh, satellite laser is coming toward them. Oh, yeah. And he goes, oh, good, the beam's headed here. <laughs> it just, God, it just he's makes so me good. Think of that old, yep. Makes me think of that old Trios of Horror where uh, Bart has the powers of the Twilight Zone kid. And Marge mm-hmm. goes, oh, good, the curtains are on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He came to life. Good for him. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's good you did these awful things, Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what else? The ball is turning into a bald, fat guy. So I want to mm. talk about something. This is kind of in, hey, it's that guy territory. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. But uh, I was looking up the cast on here, mm-hmm. and I went, I went on just... Before I found it on IMDb, I just went on Google and it was like Andrea Romano, Joker. I'm like, I don't know if that's true, Uh but I looked it up a little more and she's she's the voice of laughing Tim Drake. Well, I did notice creepy laugh. Wow, I did notice that laugh was not whoever the kid was who voiced him. Yes, but I didn't realize it was her. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a good laugh. Like we called that out. Look it up on uh, if you look it up on IMDb, it's she's credited as laughing boy. Uh huh. So you know, you know what that probably was. I'm I'm speculating here. That probably was she listened to the take that the that the uh, kid who does Robin did and said, "Yeah, that's okay, but I bet I could do better." This isn't this isn't chilling enough. And then like she probably just tried to slip right. it in there. And again, this is just imagined. This isn't this mm-hmm. didn't necessarily happen. But I can see this so clearly. She probably just slipped it in there, and someone said, "Uh, you have to like the 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 uh, voice acting guild says you had to get credited for that. You mm. you can't just yeah. you can't just slide that in there." Yeah yeah yeah. So, but it's really, yeah, it is, it is really, it, it is really eerie and, and just upsetting. No, it's a fantastic uh, And I think part of that yeah. actually is the fact that, for me anyway, that I can tell it's not the actor who plays Tim Drake. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. and so there's this, this dissonance where my brain's like, oh, that's not even him. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But it, you really could, effective. but you could also shove that away as like, okay, but he's been brainwashed and oh, yeah. I don't know, like he sounds different. And who knows? Mm-hmm. No, no, I, no, I, I think it works really well. I think it, it makes it more effective actually. Yep. 
Uh, also, uh, since we're talking about just voice actors, uh, Melissa Joan Hart as Dee Dee, mm-hmm. which you know, yep. okay, yep. I think I think she's popped up before though. Like I thought we thought that mm-hmm. was a big deal at the time, but like now nah, she's just she just shows up occasionally. And uh, Dean Stockwell was uh, yeah. older Tim. That was pretty cool. Yeah, who was I... um uh, the the reprehensible Scott Bakula's uh, sidekick on uh, Quantum Leap, among other things. Sure. <laughs> Fuck yeah. that guy. Good, uh, good voice for fifty-year-old Tim, though. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely, it was. Uh, the weird thing to me is, so the Thin Man movies from like the forties. Mm. Um, Dean Stockwell is their child, like six-year-old Dean Stockwell. Wow! Oh, wow! Is their tiny baby in the forties, and then uh, now he's playing like the older version of a t- of a character we know as a of small a child. Baby. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's just it's. A, oh, I know weird. they didn't mean it that way, but it was just a, a nice little like serendipity mm. thing for me. Yeah, I think he gives a good performance, too. I think there's a oh, yeah. part at the end where I wish it didn't feel quite as line-ready, where he's, like, mm. slowly slipping into the Joker, but he's just, he's not, like, there are Joker's, like, dialogue and lines, and you can tell, but it, before, like, pre-transformation, he doesn't have any of the energy in the voice. Right. And I'm like, no, well, I... I wish it had a little of that. Just a little. I understand what you're saying, but... There is a bit where they sort of morph his laughter into Mark Hamill's laughter. Yeah, that, and that yeah. might be more that might be more of a sound mixing trick than a voice acting trick, but it's yeah. it's very effective. Yeah, that is that part's that, really good. Yeah, that whole werewolf transformation is fucking great. Honestly, yep. yeah, I that's another one where I shouldn't <laughs> like it, and it's so I can't good. wrap my head around it, but I I think it's pretty fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, these guys like will take things that on paper don't seem like good ideas, and I mean that's Batman Beyond. We've said that all along. This show shouldn't work. Yeah. But this team is so good at taking things that should be hacky, terrible ideas and really making mm-hmm. them sing, you know? Yep. I love that. All right, what else? Let's see here. I also do love uh, Joker in each of his deaths in this. Uh, mm-hmm. Getting getting taken out, you know, in his own by his own devices. Just yep. good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, that's how you that's how you get a villain, man. Yep. Yeah. I like the Joker dying. That always makes me happy. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, there's a lot of I've seen the Joker die a lot where he just falls. <laughs> so, yeah. this is a lot better. Yep. Mm. No, and thankfully like for, for us because we enjoy this this actor as this character so much, we're mm. we're still going to get more. Yeah. Yep. Cuz we'll go back to Justice League times. I do I I'm really back, do baby. like that Justice League two-parter with him too. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. The Vegas one? Uh no, the one before that where it's the, the I don't I don't think they're the League of Evil, but the drawn a blank. Oh, oh yeah, Lex Luthor, Le- yeah, the the, Justice Lords. No, yeah. no, the, there's the one where he he's like trying to warn everybody. He's trying to tell oh, Lex like, don't underestimate right, right, Batman. Right, right, right. Yeah, holy shit, this guy's dangerous, and everyone's like, whatever. Mm-hmm. The best. That's so good. Yeah. No, Lex <laughs> Lex tries to get a Legion of Doom together. That's it. Yeah. Several times. Mm-hmm. That's and one of the I, earlier attempts, I think. Yeah, no, they like all of the final season is that, but there they, you're talking about the earlier attempt. Yeah, yeah. I'm talk, I think it's season one or two. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. fair. It might and it might be Justice League, not JLU, but yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's Justice League, not JLU. Yep, yep. I always think of them as the same show, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? That's about oh, all I have. Yeah, this, this isn't my observation. I I saw this a few years ago with someone talking about it, but. There, there's a very good bit of wordplay in the flashback where Joker goes, I, on the other hand, misdirecting Batman's eye to his other hand while pulling mm-hmm. a knife from the other, the opposite one. Oh, the mm-hmm. other hand? Yes, yeah, that's so, very good. so it's a little eye, eye pun, and, you know. No, that's good. That take is a good. look, eye on the other yeah. hand while uh-huh. I pull this knife. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. he is funny and we just didn't realize it. It was all, like, subtle <laughs> stuff like, like word, you know, like those yeah. Arrested Development jokes that you don't get the first time. <laughs> That, that's the problem. Joker's just too smart for all of us. That must be it. Yeah. Too... Well, he did invent a way to put his personality into a microchip. So. I do like, we do get a retcon later that doesn't bother me at all, which is that's Cadmus Tech. Oh, that's not a bad yeah, idea at that all. Makes sense. Yeah. No, it... Well, he mentions, like, he, he stole it from some geneticist, so, like, I don't give a shit. Well, he said he know, pinched like... it here and there, so he probably cobbled yeah, exactly. it together. But also, we do get, like... We we clearly see him stealing some stuff from Cadmus later on, so mm. we kind of fill in the blank without it feeling like that, you know, Enterprise thing where it's like, eh, yeah. secret origin of this. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's just sometimes he played around with stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. He's the Joker. He had his terrible fingers and a lot of awful pies. I always thought of him as more of a chemist, but I think that's just me in the comics. 
That, that, I No, I, I agree. I was always the same way. And, you know, you, if you really want to get nitpicky about it, it's like, okay, but your DNA <laughs> doesn't have your memories. Like, he wouldn't turn into you. He'd just turn into a clone of you. But eh, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. it's fine. It's comics. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, me. It, it doesn't matter. It, it really is fine. Yeah. I know I said in my summary, I'm like, how's this work? It's fine. It's fine. It really yep. is. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> Again, yeah. this team makes you not worry about it because the story's good enough. If mm-hmm. if the story was less good, you'd start asking questions and right. holes, but well, it if, doesn't matter. If the whole plot was about how he did it, then I'd be like, well, this yeah. is stupid. But yeah. it's not. Yeah. It's just like, no, he is back. We are in a comic book universe, look, and this is possible, okay? Look, Just you, shut up. Do you want him back or not? Yeah. <laughs> you kid said you want a Joker. It's like, look, you either get the Joker back or the Penguin, okay? So, like... Uh, the Penguin got, never... never I've got like, Batman Beyond in my basement? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I can definitively say we'll never see the Penguin again, and they just never made him work for me. Mm-hmm. Like I know you like him in many other forms, but this I do. this animated version just never never gelled. No, he never. I, uh, he never. I don't did. hate him as the iceberg lounge, like the guy who runs yeah. the iceberg lounge. Like as a guy right. facilitating other mobsters, that's good for me. No, and sort yeah, of that's a, the thing. He works as a supporting bad guy. Yeah, yeah, like a like a semi retired, still helping people break the law, but not doing a lot of it yeah. himself. That's that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's yeah, not that... out there with his umbrellas making bird puns. Yeah. I'm yeah. tired of robbing banks because why would I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd say Robin Banks, but you kind of got the Robin thing cornered now. What oh. the hell, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> I've been meaning to ask you. This. Yeah, well, look, birds are my thing. Uh-huh. Come on, man. Caw, right? It's, it's supposed to be like you know Robin Hood and ah, whatever, whatever, man. Nobody gets <laughs> that. Nobody's ever yeah. gonna get that. No, see, it's a reference to the Errol Flynn Robin Hood that, no, no one cares. Nope, Shut nope. up. Well, I mean, Batman exclusively watches Zorro and Errol Flynn movies, so. That's yeah, true. that is true. <laughs> That's a fair point. Uh, Which you would think he would watch, like, uh, It's a Wonderful Life, but no. Nope. Nope. <laughs> All right. You'd think. What else? Uh, yeah, I think that's everything I got. I think that's it for me about, yeah. Oh, well, this was very good. I very much enjoyed this. Yes. And the show, as we pointed out as we went, uh, dipped a bit. Like, the first season came out swinging. It was solid. Then mm. season two kind of dragged, and season three had a couple of high points, but it was not great. Yeah. But this is a nice nice finish. Yeah. Oh, I do have a, a quick bit of business. Uh, my quote. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, of course. Which is yeah, uh, this quote right here. I've been thinking about something you once told me, and you were wrong. It's not Batman that makes you worthwhile. It's the other way around. Never tell yourself anything different. Thanks. That's a good quote. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, going to pretend I, really I like know that, what we're talking about. That's okay. I re- it's the it's the moment at the end. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that is very good. Just a really yeah. good moment where Bruce gets very emotional and sentimental mm-hmm. around uh, Terry and tells mm-hmm. him he's the best. Yeah. And it just it really got me. Mm-hmm. No, and again, right in front and of the other two. Yes. Yep. Like. Like, yeah, he's behind a clo- they're behind a closed door, but like they also were trained by Batman. They can hear what's mm. happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just all oh. just, just Babs looking at Tim. You hear this shit? Yeah. Also everyone else is great too. Minutes. Everybody's good. We're all uh-huh. good. Mm-hmm. We're all fine here. Thanks. <laughs> I <laughs> love all my ro- I love all my Robins equally. I don't earlier. care for Dick. <laughs> I never cared for Dick. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but where did the video games come from? <laughs> all right well fred I don't have time for your circus tricks um, <laughs> my circus <laughs> illusions yes uh, fred yes do you have things you would like to plug i have a couple things i would like to plug please do. um so i'm fred stressing i'm a comic book artist um as always you can find my various invaders in uh comics and um rick and morty rick's new hat collection at your local comic book shop or wherever comic books are sold mm-hmm uh, I've recently done colors for uh, RZA's Bobby Digital graphic novel from C2 Comics, which comes out, I think, this fall. And I am quietly working on secret projects elsewhere. Um, but you can follow me uh, at Fred C. Stressing um, on Twitter and Instagram and uh, see some of those updates. Awesome. And if you follow Fred on Twitter, you will basically see he and I making dumb jokes about Palpatine about 30% <laughs> oh, yeah. of the time. So. Oh, all the time. All the time. I have high hopes for this Obi-Wan show. Yeah, same. It is really good so far. You, you know who you know who I want to see in this though. Who's that? <laughs> well, that's Palpatine. 
Well, yeah. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say, uh, uh, what's his name? Forearm Grimace, who runs the diner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody's saying that. And yeah, of course I do. But, yeah. you know, And I know also... you have his name on the tip of your tongue, but I don't. Oh, I sure do. Dexter Jetster. Yeah, of course. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We, talk, we talking Dexter Jetster? We talking Therm Scissor Punch? I'm there. <laughs> uh, to me, he's all, he'll always be Forearm Grimace. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of Twitter, uh, I am at Algar. I'm at, at Maggie Robots. And if you want to write to us, and you should, because next week we are doing we, a show where we answer your mail, and we don't have a lot of it right now. Please, please send us some mail. Please do. It is uh, please? Kids Love Batman Podcast at Gmail. We would love to hear from you. Um, and after that, we will be covering uh, Static Shock, which yeah. is almost entirely an unknown quantity to both of us and most mm -hmm. of our guests. Like, I've seen. Yep. The handful of episodes that cross over with Batman or Justice League, but I have not seen most of the series, so mm -hmm. that's exciting yeah. for me. Uh, I haven't seen most of it either, but no. I do know Joker's back. Yeah, and uh, that's all I know. <laughs> we'll we'll also see Tim. This, thankfully, this is not mm -hmm. his final like tragic appearance. He'll he'll be back having fun again in Static Shock. No, it's so just his final tragic appearance in his life. Right. Yeah, chronologically. Oh. <laughs> yes. Uh, and Fred will be joining us for the episode entitled Static Shack. Yes, with, I will. With a Q. That does indeed yeah. feature Shaquille O'Neal. Oh my god. I can't wait. Yeah, so look forward to that. Um, that's all for this time. Yeah, see you folks. Twala dregs. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2022, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.